Kane. Hey, all right, Richard Roper. Uh huh. Michael Phillips is a. Yep. I like Gene Siskel. Whatever. Give me something good, Lloyd. First draft of my letter to one Richard E. Roper, reviewing him personally. His clothes, his hair, his nasally Midwestern twang. Scooch Chicago Attention, and Austin everyone, Evans. please. Listen up. No one mentioned Richard Roper again. Not today, not ever. The next person to mention Richard Roper will be fired. And Lloyd, you will also be fired if you don't answer phone. A bear did cocaine. Cocaine bear. Yes, we will talk baseball with Ron Coomer from Cubs camp in 30 minutes. But it's all been leading up to this. Since we first heard about this movie, we first saw a poster, the concept, read about the story, read about the store in Kentucky with a stuffed cocaine bear. The whole thing was so ridiculous, we didn't even believe it was real. Elizabeth Banks is directing it, and now it's here, and it's glorious, and it's real. And Richard Roper... One of the most famous film critics ever, friend of the show. He's at the Sun-Times and ABC7. He has seen the aforementioned cocaine bear, and he's here to talk about it in all of its glory on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Richard, thank you for the time, sir. How are you doing today? I'm just coming down from the cocaine bear high, guys. I'm just coming down. Yeah! <laughs> Was it everything you expected, Richard, the high? Yeah, you know, guys... I think not since Snakes on a Plane have we had a movie title that tells you so accurately what the movie's about. Remember when Snakes on a Plane came out and people said to me, what's it about? I'd say, well, you know, there's a plane and there's snakes on the plane. And for Cocaine Bear, there's a bear and he's on the coke. Yeah, yeah, that is a perfect comp. Uh, I, I, I used Con Air yesterday. It was like, okay, I get it. There's convicts in the sky. Uh, but you're right. This is even more direct. Is there a moment so glorious and hilarious as uh, snakes out of plane? Get these mother bleeping snakes off this mother bleeping plane. There is. And, and some of the great things about this is, you know, you mentioned Elizabeth Banks directing it. And I give her credit because she just leans into it. If you're going to do a movie about a cocaine bear, and we can talk a little bit in a second about how, it, I mean, as you mentioned, it's inspired by two events. But it's almost all fiction, guys. But, you, you know, do it all the way. So, very early in the movie, two 13-year-old kids, the movie said in 1985, two 13-year-old kids in the woods, and they come across a brick of Coke, and what do they decide to do? Eat some. Yeah. And the, the kids become kind of the uh, unlikely stars of the movie. Let's just say when a 13-year-old, and they have no idea what they're doing, and, you know, I, I, listen, I don't think we need to say just say no. I think people, first of all, don't take your, your youngsters to see this movie. But the kids are then amped up on the cocaine as they're running away from the cocaine bear, and the dialogue is hard R-rated. The violence is great. Um, there are many moments in which various parts of bodies are separated from their owners by the cocaine bear. You know, it's interesting. Con Air, I think, was trying to take itself seriously, right? And it was just so wonderfully fun, bad that it cha- it crossed over. I think it's my favorite fun, bad movie of all time. I understand. Like, I like to watch Speed. I like to hate watch the movie Speed sometimes. And I just think it's it's brilliantly f- uh, fun, bad on, on some level. We we thought it was so great yeah. at the time, but this one, do they achieve like the fun, bad, or like that level? When they actually know that's what they're going for. That's its own trick as a director, isn't it? It's not an easy thing to do. And I think one of the indications that, you know, the script is really funny 
and and very dark too. Is you look at the cast for this movie, guys. You've got you know Carrie Russell's in there. Uh, the late Ray Liotta, this is his last movie. O'Shea Jackson Jr., Isaiah Whitlock. I mean, these are, you know, Margot Martindale is one of the best actors out there. Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. So <laughs> it's kind of a top-level cast in this movie. And I don't want to say their performances are campy, but they know what the material is. They're camping near campy with their performances. you know. <laughs> and the Bears, man, the Bears unbelievable. I mean, the Bear is a, is a talented performer. <laughs> Uh, really knows its place, you know. I, I, I liken the bear and cocaine bear guys to the to the shark in Jaws. The shark in Jaws doesn't know it's the villain of that movie. That the shark thinks it's the hero of a movie about a shark that needs to eat, and the bear doesn't know it's a villain. The bear's just living its best bear life when this cocaine gets dropped into the woods. It's not the bear's fault that the bear then wants more, you know. I love it's an that. addictive substance. That makes sense. Sure, like the bear, bear. the bear thinks it's in the bear version of the Hangover. You know, it's just exactly. like exactly the bear. Exactly, the bear's out for a good time. <laughs> you know, and if there's some snacking to be had along the way, that's fine. So you know, again, going and here's the other good thing too. It's 90 minutes, guys. Maybe 95 minutes because that's enough time you're going to spend with a cocaine bear. You know, you don't need a. Uh, it doesn't need to be as long as Godfather 2. There's not that much backstory or layered, you know, <laughs> st- you know plot points that need to come in. There's basically, everybody go- who goes into the woods is a 10-to-1 underdog against the bear going in. I cannot <laughs> wait to see this movie. I'm so excited. Richard Roper breaking down uh, Cocaine Bear with all of the passion that we need. Is So Ray Liotta, is he... Is he good? Is it awesome to see him? It's it's weirdly fitting that it's his last role on some level. Well, I, you know, I loved him. He was he was a great guy. I got a chance to meet him a few times over the years, guys, and he was he was nothing like a lot of the characters he played, you know. But there's something kind of and he play he's the true villain of this movie. He's the drug kingpin whose stash gets dropped into the forest and then sends his minions and his son to go get it. But it is kind of there's a certain kind of irony here because Finally, Ray Liotta is in a movie with more cocaine than Goodfellas. And it took this long for yes. that to happen. Oh, it's so tremendous. You know, Richard, we've um, we've had a dream to do a screening for Cocaine Bear and bring a bunch of, uh, you know, probably fake cocaine, um, but bring an actual bear as well. We haven't been able to convince Dave Wanstead or Patrick Manley to do this um, with us. But uh, do you have any... And any thoughts on that? Would you come to our screening, uh, and would you help you know, us promote the event? Yes, because I think you need to see this multiple times to really absorb everything that's <laughs> happening. Like you know, like the great Scorsese films. You know, you guys mentioned the real bear is stuffed, and it's in a Kentucky mall, which is kind of sad, actually. You know, and they put it. But even I think more egregious is they sell cocaine bear souvenirs. Now, who are those for? Are they for animal lovers? Are they for the kids? And they even sell, and this is probably a copyright infringement, they sell T-shirts and hats that have the exact Chicago Bears logo. Whoa. But instead of Chicago Bears, it says Cocaine Bears. Oh, and no. Thinking, I mean, I need wrong. one right now. Who is it for? You're talking to it. Because <laughs> what if you're, like, okay, you're in line at your local donut shop or you're out at the ball game, and the guy next to you, you're going, oh, fellow Bears fan. And then you look close and realize he's wearing a Cocaine Bear hat. Oh. What, what is what is he saying to the world? Oh my God, I see it right now. It's the it's see the it? it's the font. It's the exact it's the correct font. Yeah. font for bear and the colors. And it says, cocaine. "Can you order it online?" Oh yes, oh, send yes. me the link. I will. I will. 
That, that, that is remarkable. We need those for our screening. We need 50 of those to hand out to our Bear fan listeners. Oh, is that good? Oh All right, gosh. so just y- yes or no, Richard Roper, is Cocaine Bear a good movie? Yeah, I gave it three stars in the Sun Times, guys. Because, you know, here's the other thing, too. Because it's set in the time period that the actual stuff happened, the mid 80s, it's got a bunch of great 1980s hits on the soundtrack. And it has the look, actually, of those 1980s horror films, like the early Friday the 13th and Halloween films, not done on huge budgets. You know, there's a certain kind of style, the cars, the clothes and everything. And then, of course, people can't call for help on the cell phone because it's set in the 80s. So once you're out in the woods with the bear, it's not a level playing field. You know, it's a, it's home field for the bear. Oh, yeah. Everybody going into the woods is a 10 to 1 underdog is a fabulous line from uh, from Richard <laughs> Roper. Elizabeth Banks is worried. She thinks this might be a possible career ender. I hope not. It sounds like she really took uh, big swings. So good for you her. You know, I, I love her, but Elizabeth Banks directed the last Charlie's Angels movie and survived that, so she'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. This is Citizen Kane compared to that film, guys. How you feeling about your White Sox this year? Oh, they're fun. They never have anything off the field to distract us. That's the great thing about the White Sox, right? You yeah. know, organizationally, listen, I, I, you guys know me. I am that White Sox fan when it comes to it's almost March. I look at the young talent. I say, if we stay healthy, if the pitching, you know, if, if guys like Kopech can you know, stay on the mound, Dylan Cease is one of the top five picture, pitchers in the league. So I still have that hope, guys. Call me crazy, but I still have that hope. And that's what it's for, Richard. That's why the Lord invented spring training and in his infinite wisdom. So, so we all emerge from the frost with a, a little positivity against uh, our better intellects, even. I mean, I have hope. Yasmani Grandal will realize the bat can come off the shoulder and go across <laughs> the plate. Things like this, guys. <laughs> These are big, bold dreams. Richard <laughs> I, I just out of curiosity why we have you here um g- give us one or two of your favorite baseball movies of all time just your personal favorites there's a million that could be up there but just what do you love as a baseball and a movie guy well you know first of all i love eight men out even though it is about the darkest chapter of white Sox history because it really gets the game you know and the guys who played the players i thought really did a good job you know you believe them on the field guys and I'm a sucker for The Natural, which is one of the corniest and most sentimental baseball movies. But I think in a large part, I mean, Redford and the cast is great, but also mm-hmm. that Randy Newman music. Come on, guys. Every time, you know, it just gets you. It just, when he strikes out the whammer, that's like one of my favorite baseball movie scenes of all time. Yeah, and The Natural partially based on a true story that happened in Chicago. Eddie Waitkus, the uh, the first yeah. baseman for the Phillies who uh, who was shot um, in, in that the Edgewater Hotel in in Chicago. So there's yeah, yeah. There, there's 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 some uh, some local bases for it too. Good stuff. Richard, thank you so much for the time and uh, you've only made us more excited to see Cocaine Bear as a show which I didn't think was possible. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, anytime, guys. Take- Danny, um, fun fact, do you know what happens at the end of the book, The Natural by uh, Bernard I, Malamud? I don't. He strikes out the end of the book, he strikes out. It's not what happens in the movie. True yeah. enough. Nice. Rudy didn't really get a sack either. It's okay. He was also a cheater. Who, Rudy? Yeah, he cheated on all his tests. Did, is that he really? Yeah, he's a bad dude. Oh, come on. Is he really? The real Rudy is a bad dude, not Sean Astin. <laughs> 
No, we, we all saw the movie. I, I knew there was some controversy around the real Rudy Rudiger, but I didn't realize he was a bad dude. Dude, I, I went that. to Holy Cross for a year. That was the first college I went to, and there were professors when I was there that, that taught him back when it was a community college. He was a bad dude. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's my sports thought of the day. To yeah. get into Notre Dame. He cheated wow. on tests all the time. Oh, man. It's too right. bad. I hope, uh, I hope Vince Vaughn didn't cheat as well. Here comes the cease and desist for defamation. <laughs> Dylan Cease and his sis are not coming anywhere near this show. Okay? Don't you worry. We would have heard by now about Dylan Cease and his sis. Maybe. Ron, Ron Coomer from Cubs Camp coming up at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. There is an out-of-town sports team that is doing it the right way that I feel like we should all be rooting for to succeed. It's next on The Score.